and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. Podcast. Wow. And you had your chance, buddy. Oh, you're not going to stop that? No, we're not. No, God. Wow, this is going into the blooper reel. Oh no, we don't add anything. We're over the editing. Anyways, my name is Rob, and I am joined by three of my fellow firefighter friends. I've got Ash. Hey there. Scott. Hey. And Todd. Hello. And Rob's got math. And this is good. <laughs> yeah. Better than me. Better than me. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's about all I know. Come on, guys. You know I don't, I'm not here all the time. So, uh, uh, no. We're going to talk a little bit about some news. Todd, you're a little more familiar with this than I am. Uh, Central Caribou, Williams Lake. They had a search and rescue uh, MVA rescue vehicle that was stolen out of their Yeah, so it station. looks like they have um, their search and rescue truck, uh, so Central Caribou uh, Search and Rescue. They do um, highway rescue as well. And it sounds like, I didn't actually watch the interview, um, but a bunch of my mutual friends on Facebook started sharing mm-hmm. the post when the, the truck actually got stolen. Um, so that's all their, their highway rescue gear, right? And rope rescue stuff that all got stolen with it. Uh, so that's just outside of um, Williams Lake, it sounds like. That was this morning early, I believe. Yeah. It's a pretty valuable loss. Yeah, it was a, a 2020 Dodge Ram. Um, you know, so pretty pretty significant investment to the community that's been stolen. Uh, sure. and we all know how much the rescue specialty equipment costs as well, right? That's that's huge. And then, no, now what? Like, now you got to work about or worry about uh, which community is going to be potentially covering for rescue. Do you? go with no rescue there is there a delay like what's the logistics behind it right yeah. so pep is gonna have to be involved uh for sure get some other yeah, communities involved like we kind of joked like it's north it's not crazy north but um i mean it's a lot of like highway passes and there's some some big distance mm-hmm. between communities so um I, I don't know what that uh cross coverage would look like but def- definitely gonna have to throw um a lot of communication between some neighboring areas and um, try to, you know, cover that loss, which is going to be a massive loss until they can get something back in play. Um, I would expect it's a, quite a loss if they don't get anything replaced by winter time because, you know, winter time that's interior north. Mm-hmm. You know, come winter they get quite a lot of snow. And it's if quite, quite delay, the snow snow corridor there for yeah. sure. Four by four, four by four vehicle for yeah. Yeah, so hopefully, I mean, it'd be sweet if it was found and in good shape, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe they just have to you know, replace some of the uh, tooling that's in there. But yeah, again, um, if it's not there, if they can't get it back, um, everything right now takes so damn long to get. So. I was just going to say, that's the biggest pitfall at the moment is mm-hmm. is to order new stuff, even if they have a, a donation or something sure. works itself out. It takes a long time to get any yeah. equipment now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you guys are building something similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, you have something out to contract yeah, so right we've now. Yeah, so we've got a bush truck coming out in a very similar style to that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was actually the pump that we were waiting for forever. Everything right. else is done. Mm-hmm. It's just the pump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's right. If you guys are nice, you'd, let it, you'd give them your new truck. Well, that look was that look? Well, we don't have a bush truck anymore. We sold our other oh. one because ours so should be here anytime now. Right. Yeah. I so. mean, to be fair, you don't have the membership. Yeah, you can't really help us. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. 
Yeah, one request for help. <laughs> yeah, we we may have just got back from running a call right now, and um, which turned out to be. I mean, it was bad for one person. They're they're fine, but the way it was dispatched out to us was a like a, a like traumatic a event. Um, definitely the the report versus what was found. This is. I mean, we're kind of aware of that. We we proceed with. Ah, we'll see what it is once we get there. But it came in pretty pretty stepped up and. It was like... Even the dispatcher sounded a little bit flustered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Everything it about was, it was and where it sounded like it was. Down. We thought it was going to be over a bank, man, with a vehicle. and So we committed... Everything. Everything. we thought it was going to take like 20 guys to do this rescue. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turned out to be a dirt bike. Like a mini bike. <laughs> ate shit on the side of the road. But it was still like way... Like it was towards the end of our area. Actually, pl- yeah. probably closer to you guys than us. Yeah. You know, geographically, but... Um, long, it's, uh, windy. It's a long, windy road to get there. Um, so we had a rescue truck um, and both of our engines committed for man- manpower. So and spotty service. Them. And, yeah, terrible service as well. Yeah. So. so we could be out there and not even hear the page come in. Yeah. If, if so we, we get another one. We might request some help and, yeah. Got Just denied. denied. Got denied. Yeah, won't, won't. Come on, I came. I'm here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. why they denied service. Yeah, we have, yeah exactly. Because uh, I have one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, luckily, just as uh, dispatch got got back to us and said that uh, you know you guys were a little short on staffing today, um, we were just getting on scene and found that it was uh, a single motorcycle accident. So, and it was right off the road. Like the guy was like literally sitting in the ditch, like mm-hmm. waiting for us. So, um, nothing major required. Uh, no harm, no foul, but. We got to bust balls. <laughs> but I hear an ambulance suspension might be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little servicing required. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little hot. There's uh, <laughs> this really wind, this really windy road has, like, we all know there's these three, like, massive speed bumps in a row. And two of them are well marked. Two yeah. of them are very well marked. <laughs> one of them is not. One of them isn't. Um, and it was, like, the last one that was, like, not like back to back it's kind of spaced out a bit so the ambulance slows way down for the first two and then yeah slow fast <laughs> slow fast and the last one i think crept up kind of out of out of the blue there and um like it wasn't bad but it, it definitely used up all of the suspension <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sucks i've done that and uh they just come up to you hot and all of a sudden you have no way out yeah. Yeah, and it's just a yard sale in the back. Everything, <laughs> it, all the cupboards, are, it's, everything's yeah. destroyed. Yeah, what about the horrible. engine when we drive it? When we're driving, I always like I always look in the rear view mirror to see if any stuff went flying off when we go over the yeah. bumps. Yeah. Even when we're going at a regular speed, it's like because we've lost a gate valve at one point before we had the gate valves in the box, right? Maybe. On the sub in the other place so, mm-hmm. where we lost the gate valve because some kid ran up. Here's your gate valve, or we didn't know what it is. Here's your, here's your thing you lost. <laughs> we're like, oh thanks, because <laughs> it went flying off the back. <laughs> Could have sold it for money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess moving so, on. News. <laughs> um, few different things this past week. I guess the biggest thing was the scenario uh, that for Ash sure. planned. So I'll let you take that. Yeah, for sure. So I actually folded uh, Todd in as uh, an actor. Mm-hmm. I did, did phenomenal. <laughs> and then uh, Kevin, who who uh, come comes on here. We uh, we had to plan a scenario, and it's kind of classic. What? We uh, oh, why are you looking at me? Stop looking at me! It makes me nervous. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so we uh, we had to plan a scenario, and kind of tossing a few ideas back back and forth, and 
Um, and then I saw that the ice was coming off at the arena. I'm like, you know, we've been practicing search. Uh, we've been practicing SCBA uh, confidence. Um, and then uh, gas as well. And so I'm like, and rip. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we, we could throw kind of everything that we've been training into one MCI event at the arena. And some medical. And some medical, exactly. So uh, what we ended up doing was we, we put a call out to uh, the community um, for some patient volunteers. Uh, ended up getting, I think we had in total eight, yeah. including yourself. Yeah. Uh, so the scenario was, uh, just as you see, the ice is coming off. People are working. Um, people started to feel, um, there was like a little tickle in the throat, some irritation to the eyes, yep. classic ammonia symptoms. Um, one of the workers goes in to check the ammonia room. Um, there was, did, did we say there was alarms going off? Or, yeah, we said yeah, we had so alarms was... went off. The worker went off to the ammonia room mm-hmm. and, uh, hit the fan into the shutdown procedures Yeah, and didn't come out. Never came back yeah. out. So. Dog was the only person that uh, was able to, uh, you know, remove himself from the scenario or from the scene. Sorry, uh, came out and then would give that uh, report to the IC as as they arrived. Uh, so that was the idea, and um, just to make things a bit easier for our actors, we grabbed some uh, two inch masking tape and felt and wrote down all of their symptoms and yeah. what what they're you know uh, presenting. Oh, you, know, right? you guys did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they can be like, oh, yeah, I'm coughing and this and that and whatever else. And, like, one, one person tripped and fell and we gave a sprained ankle or something. So they, they yeah. had to get... I think they did that one on their own. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. there, there was a little bit of a, um, ad-lib. acting ad-lib stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, Which was fine because I, I basically told them, I said, this is the symptoms, this is the scenario. Right. This is the ammonia scenario and this is how triaging works for the mci you know i gave them the pep talk beforehand and i said you know these are your colors you know if they're really efficient and fast you know we're going to change up you guys from red patients to maybe a a higher priority maybe we'll go into a black category uh, for the mci coloring yeah um, or move the yellow immediate up to red things like that so yeah yeah we we chat a little bit of that but i did say to them you know as soon as you see the firefighters start acting like this yeah. go for it right coughing whatever you want to do you know don't make it easy on them like for sure. if, if if you think you can walk in this type of environment you can stumble out with their assistance or mm-hmm. if you just can't do it let them drag you out yeah. and figure a way to carry mm-hmm. on so so we we did tell one uh that they were going to be a black so they uh we're like basically laying down in the ammonia room um just for safety reasons we actually didn't use the true ammonia room um you don't want to have a group of firefighters going in there smashing around <laughs> in, in, in a scenario event like we we do um generally every year we do have an annual practice where we have an ammonia tech that comes in with us this was not that this was yeah. more for us like for yeah. some different skills um so we simulated the ammonia room with, I think, just one of their offices. Yeah. Um, so we just had someone down in there. Um, and, yeah, they were they were going to be uh, triaged as a black. So, mm-hmm. And then some things progressed. Um, we uh, ended up, because we were doing RIT, we ended up wanting to have a firefighter drop from exhaustion. Not a full cardiac event, like... We always kill off someone. Yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't get tired doing that. <laughs> yeah. Because he's actually been like, 
uh, working out and for sure. running late a lot lately. He's yeah. like, I'm not going to get tired doing that. And he's like, how dare you guys? <laughs> he's all mad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of the overview, but kind of both, yeah. both you guys were involved. Mm-hmm. It, it, worked out, involved. it worked out really well. So when we started, like uh, when you guys went back to the hall to get things prepped and, and to start coming down for the event, um, I wrote out all the symptoms on their car, on their uh, wrists and stuff with that, that masking tape. So basically, I wanted to give them just the basic, okay, this ammonia, your burning eyes, uh, throat irritation, coughing, uh, shortness of breath. Um, if you had exposed skin, maybe some redness and, and burning on the hands and face, things like that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, mucous membranes, just, just snotty, runny nose, you know, extra uh, salivation, things like that, like which would be totally... Um, on par for pneumonia for sure exposure and the big thing with this was we had people kind of spread out through the whole rink so we had three people kind of spread out through where the ice would be as well normally Mm -hmm. and which was still kind of a quarter in like yeah half of it was dry and then the other half a little wet on the ground um yeah, yeah. And then, so like, there's the other still half a lot was, like, of melting moisture. ice and moisture in the air. Yeah. So a lot of relative humidity in that building. So that the heat cranked right, and with that extra humidity, when you have ammonia, we all know ammonia is lighter than air. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that relative humidity being higher, uh, it will tend to stay lower right, and hover sure. around. Yeah. So that's why it made it more uh, realistic to not just the one area of the hall where the ammonia room is. Um, it, it kind of affected everybody. So the yeah. backstory was that. Um, you know, when I came out and spoke with the IC, I said, yeah, I called 911, you know, I was coughing, we were working in it for a while, had a little bit of an irritation and a cough, didn't think much much of it. We worked for another 30 minutes, it got really strong and over, overbearing, uh, and that's when they, we noticed the alarms went off and whatnot, and then I evacuated and, and right. didn't see anybody anymore. For sure. So that made it more more realistic. Then we had a couple other people disappeared off into like the, uh, the change room areas and the mm-hmm. washrooms area to go for water for a sink to try and wash their face and eyes. Yeah. And then when they, the story was, the reason why they didn't evacuate on their own is as soon as they opened that door back out to the hallway or the mezzanine, um, it was overwhelmed with with fumes, so they closed the door and sheltered in place in that back room. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll go. Uh, yeah. We did initially at the fire, at the hall here have some confusion as to which units would be responding, so... Yeah. Um, I ended up in the first truck responding, and uh, so we all masked up. We got our instructions from Bob, who was IC, mm-hmm. um, and so myself and a three-man, four-man crew, uh, we went in and did a search. Um, so going into the, going into the arena, not the ice surface, but just the surrounding area. Uh, we came to a break where the Zamboni doors would uh, mm-hmm. open up and the Zamboni would go down to the ice surface. And so we sent a search team to, there was, I think, two patients out on the ice surface and sent a search team out to recover patients from there. And myself and Glenn, we went into the the office, which was portrayed as the, um, the ammonia room. Yeah. Came across our patient and extricated her out to... Uh, the uh, the um, the trauma uh, triage yeah, area. the triage triage area sorry yeah um, and um, from there we kind of learned a couple of things too I know we were quite manpower heavy but we were still very limited in manpower because everybody starts getting spread out doing searches and doing cert, uh, you know three sixties around the building and for sure um, setting up triage and of course because we're 
going to have to probably go some distance depending on, yep. you know, wind direction and everything where we're going to have to take our patients. And so we took our patient to the, to the tarps that we have there and I got my mask and everything off and started doing CPR because our patient was listed as a no pulse, no breathing. So mm-hmm. um, we started simulating uh, CPR and trying to get an AED going. And I think at one point then you said it was a black and yeah. you could, or ambulance was on scene. And so, yeah, cause yeah. we, we can't, we can't stop CPR once it started. Uh, but I didn't want to get you guys sucked in too, uh, yeah. too, yeah. too deep in into that. So yeah. that was kind of the, okay, you have VHS on scene. They are going to take, take over with, this patient um and then for to speed up the scenario in that uh this is a black um yeah. it's a non-viable well and i follow that triage like mm-hmm. there's eight patients together but like, mm. yeah <laughs> and so yeah so i'll oh, back back it up a bit i guess too like so um when uh the truck <laughs> arrived on scene so we had um uh bob and speedy jump out mm-hmm. um so, for instance, command, when I relayed the information to them of the scenario of where it was, all I told them, I said, they asked me, I said, how many people do you have inside? Are you a worker? Here? Yeah, I'm a worker here. I can't remember. Like, almost 10 people, maybe. I just gave them a vague number, but a high number. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they did a great job at notifying everybody right away. They said, okay, this is an ammonia leak. Um, they commented on what trucks they want in what order. Um, and then had the face-to-face with those truck officers when they arrived and established um, a triage area right away for a casualty collection point and yes. announced to dispatch that this is an MCI, advise EHS, you know, the whole works. They asked for yeah. a helicopter. Um, they went through all the steps. And it was very slow and methodical. Like they ha- With hazmats, we always know we have to slow things down. Like It's yeah. not like our structure fire. We've got our tasks, boom, off you go running, right? Um so it was slowed right down. There was wind direction. Uh, there was no wind at that time. It was perfect. Yeah, it was crazy. It was actually pretty blustery. <laughs> yeah, prior. Earlier on. Um, and that was something that we spoke about. And like, hey, what like, what are we going to say? We basically said, like, we're going to treat it at, as is. Yeah. So as it comes in, like, they have to look. And that was one of the things that Speedy walked, walked up and says, um, like, do we have any sort of a, a cloud coming out of the building? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the wind? And I said, you, it is as, as you, as you, you see it. So yeah. if you see no smoke cloud coming, if you see no wind, um, in my mind, that would say that whoever was going into the ammonia room, hit the shot off yeah. and had rendered the scene safe. Yeah. Um, now it's obviously not safe, safe, but it's not still expelling. Yeah. And we discussed afterwards in debrief and we talked about which the commanders did discuss amongst themselves anyways, was, you know, with your ERG guide, your evacuation zones yep. and, and your perimeters and the mm-hmm. nighttime versus the daytime and, and all that stuff. And if you're sheltering place and the one thing I brought up and I'll say it again, like if we're giving the order to shelter in place, we have to be aware of what the um, contaminant is that we're using, like ammonia, okay, well, lighter than air. So if we're going to give these people an order to shelter in place, but we're telling them to close all their windows yeah. and doors, shut off their HVAC systems, and because we know it goes high, we're going to tell them to stay on the main floor. For right? sure. Versus if it's something different, we might tell them to go get shelter in place on your top floor, yeah. for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one other really good point when Speedy came, came over, um, he says... Uh, he asked if uh, we should be getting search and rescue involved as well, because like we've got all of our guys doing like rescue work. Uh, mm-hmm. So getting the local SAR SAR team out to go and start to notify um, all all of these surrounding area. 
because uh, again, like we don't know exactly what's what's happening yet, and it does take Sar a little bit of time to get themselves <laughs> activated. So, um, you know, rather get him rolling first and then worry about yeah, you know, standing down afterwards if it turns out to be uh, less less likely that they need to be used. But mm-hmm. uh, so that was you know really good thinking, uh, asking for uh, RCMP right away, obviously, and then uh, trying to activate uh, Sar was a really good call. I'd be very interested to know if there's a way whether it's through dispatch or RCMP with the emergency yeah. notification through <clears throat> a lot of cellular devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about that the could, other day. Well, actually on that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we could have some sort of broadcast. I know you can't just broadcast to a specific area, but like we had a, a Amber Alert last week yeah. and right. it was for BC, but it was mm-hmm. specific part of the province. Yeah. Right. I think you, you know, can broadcast into a specific area. Yeah, you can, yeah. but it's all through EMBC. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know in the yeah. States, again, they, they broadcast in yeah. certain... Right. So yeah, even cities. that, because, you know, if you call search and rescue and they start doing notifications to surrounding buildings and X kilometers away, yeah. right. if the wind shifts, now they're in danger of... For um, sure. Does, I don't know, does Star go on Facebook? Like, do they do that? Well, like when we have an incident, we we do the, we, we, try we always do post it. on Facebook. Yeah. Well, not always. We try to. Right. And that's like, that freaking spreads like wildfire. Mm-hmm. Problem <laughs> problem with that, though, is there's yeah. only certain of us that are logged in yeah. to. No, no, but I'm saying for... is if, rather than them running around, like, also do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do they have a channel where they can go on and be like. So they do have but their Facebook page. Regularly. But um, who do they put down? I think it's more of a. Like they use their platform as a review or like a, yeah, we were out doing this right. sort of, uh, just to let the public yeah. know that, you know, they're out there doing not a live event. Yeah. It's not an event. That's, that's one of those things happen. where we'd almost have to pull one of us off of the, to scene, get a, to, yeah, like one yeah. of the admin guys, because there's only mm-hmm. five of us that are admin, pull one of us off to make a right. statement. Because as soon as that's on, everyone's like, everybody's sharing it. It's yeah. shared and yeah, it's going around. And, and, and I'm sure if it was like, hey, everybody's sheltering, that would even be more so. That would so be, depend, yeah. depending on the time of day or night, if it's two o'clock in the morning, yeah, people it's, it's, u- it's useless, right? Yeah. For sure. Um, that's where sending out that broadcast message on a yeah. cell cell phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good thing is about two in the morning, everyone's sheltered in place already. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Their yeah. HVACs might be running. but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I know it. Uh, it does have to come from EMBC because that was a big um, controversy with other large-scale emergencies. But people were saying, "Well, why can't the RCMP, you know, do this?" Yeah. And and there's a. I guess it sounds like there's a bit of a political pecking order for that to actually happen. Right. Um, but I do believe after one of the large events happened last year or the year before, um, they're working on changing it to make it easier for a certain system yeah. to go and play. I, right. I don't know a lot about it. I think you can go through fire dispatch or something. Yeah. Or ambulance dispatch or yeah. police dispatch. Yep. Mm. Well, maybe police dispatch because the mm. those Amber Alerts come out through yep. RCMP to whoever. So mm. Right. Anyways. Yeah. Mm. Um, I know uh, we're debriefing a little bit about that scenario. Like, um, the one thing you guys do so well is when you're talking about uh, triaging, and setting up casualty collection zones, whether it's MBAs or whatever it may be, with the colored tarps that you guys have, works yeah. phenomenal. Um, and me looking at it as the EHS side of things, right? Like, it just, uh, it, it streamlines things so much better. Yeah, we are getting better. We still make pretty, yeah. like, we, we I, I think we, like, I think you said, we put the tarps too close together sometimes. They were, those um, ones were, but. 
We did have them in a good order because I remember I think I I called to Warren when I was because I was I was on one of the search teams. Just as I went in, they were coming by with the tarps, and, um, and I called him just as a reminder because a lot of times it's not a hey do this; it's a reminder. Hey, remember red tarp, red tarp first, yellow yeah. tarp later, because uh, we want the yeah. reds going first. And he's like, yeah. copy, and like, because he knows, but it's like mm. we bounce. Are you thinking of it right? right we bounce now. reminders yeah. off each other, right? Yeah. So yeah. they did that, um, but yeah, yeah, it was a little. I think, like you said, there. I don't know how far apart they were, but like, they're right beside. Yeah, they were yeah. pretty close. I think um, it was a bit of a choke point. Um, yeah. It was nice. So across the parking lot there, um, there's the. Uh, parks and rec offices and stuff uh, and there's a breezeway that's really well lit so for the sake of the scenario it was awesome space for them to work because uh, it was lit up it was out of the way but again it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't the best plan uh, for uh, collection from EHS uh, that was maybe like the only knock on it but yeah. uh, for the sake of the scenario it, it did give them a nice space where they could like, work and it, it was you know covered a bit so our actors and actresses um, were, I mean, it wasn't like a, a bad weather day, but mm-hmm. better than just, you know, sitting out on a snowbank where, where yeah. all the, the ice had been scraped off. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And that was, we discussed that nicely afterwards as well as, you know, just because you need that real estate. You don't want it right next to your command post. You know, you, yeah. you want uh, ambulances to easily access uh, those tarps. And you don't want those tarps super close <laughs> together either because, in a large-scale event, people will start noticing that, hey, the people yeah. in the red tarp are being are seen by all the paramedics. Yeah. So yep. I'm going to up triage myself over to the red tarp. Mm-hmm. So that's why we always task, you know, a, a team leader or somebody to kind of babysit those tarps as well, right? Right. Um, and, and just watch that patient monitoring. But, yeah, it's – and then with the with with um, the greens as well, so you're walking wounded, you know, have them controlled in, in a separate area because mm-hmm. um, they may start migrating up as well. If, For they, sure. if they feel they need more help, that's, you know, they'll start self-triaging themselves. So yeah. you need, you need space for sure. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen in any scenarios or in any actual uh, call MCI calls where maybe search and rescue is utilized that way as well for maybe one guy to keep the greens all separated and kind of corralled. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen them utilize uh, for that? Uh, just in training, uh, I've done that, but not in a, in a real event. Like the MCIs that I've been involved in, um, they've all been, well, we had a mostly motor vehicle accident-wise um, down on the coast, and then we had the hot air balloon incident that caught on fire and dropped. Everybody was jumping. and Sorry, what? Um, yeah. I was going back to the I, I know you're old, but early Hindenburg, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, this is going back quite a ways, early 2000s. Oh, oh the <laughs> Not the Hindenburg guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty tragic. A lot of people lost their lives. Um, yeah. Hot air balloon caught on fire. They're quite a ways up. Um, and then, so it was kind of one of these. Do we sit up here and burn alive or jump? Or jump? Uh, so we had a bit of both. Right. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a crazy response. And then literally six hours later, seven hours later, we had um, a big MVI uh, again out in the Fraser Valley that we all responded to. Pretty much all the same crews as well. Same dispatcher wow. was on. Yeah, my buddy Jeff, the dispatcher, Moffy came on. He's like, he's like, oh, here we go again. And we heard that. We're like. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. And he started listing the crews to respond. Because everything was by voice then. There's no CADs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, back to the story. Um, so, for those ones, no. It was all this fire and ambulance uh, mm-hmm. and police doing it. Because there's tons of resources. Yeah. Um, but when we actually practiced here, uh, we involved the high school. We did a school bus. We did a uh, tractor trailer. We did it down in our industrial area. Um and we had SAR involved as well for walking wounded. We had a whole ton of people involved. Um, ambulance, we would we responded. We actually got the hospital involved as well. So we responded and picked up patients and transported them to the Elks Hall, saying right. that was actually going to be the hospital. And then we had nurses and doctors in there take it one step further and do their training. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a ton of involvement. It was really fun. Yeah. And that, that worked out well. So we had people... Um, sitting with the tarps, um, doing their grid patterns, and, and because we had a whole bunch of walking wounded people kind of walking all over the place. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anything from your end, Scott? Yeah, I mean, right from the start, we because we were at the uh, hall, um, and um, the way we did it, I, I like the way we're doing it now rather than everyone's. Like, we sometimes we have everybody drive around, mm-hmm. that works to some extent. But everyone's kind of ready. Everyone's knowing something's happening. We used to use it as an address tree, so the guys were driving around. Um, but later, literally, what you said, just hang out, hang out in the hall, and come as you, come as you would. Come as you are. Yeah. I mean, it's still not. A, it's still never going to be one hundred percent accurate because, like, literally, we're all in the hall. So as soon as yeah. the page comes in, we're all going to our trucks. Um, yeah, I think some guys were like... jumping in trucks sooner than they should have been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These guys are climbing into. into... Well, everybody thought it was like going go to some structure fire, didn't they? Well, no, it was kind so of half and half. Well, Bob yeah. thought for sure it was uh, going to be a multi-structure fire. Yeah. Oh no! Well, I because uh, it's impossible. You'd right, okay, here's the whole scenario. <laughs> so I'm going to the old Timmy's to go get a coffee, and I'm like, I see Todd drive by, I'm like. Hmm. Okay, Todd's drive by on Thursday. He gives me this like, <laughs> I'm, like <laughs> I'm like, really. Okay, and then I get to the hall. He's not here. Okay, so he's out doing something. And I knew it's scenario. I knew we were doing a scenario. Yeah. Because uh, you had told me. And, yeah. and which is cool, because I, and, and you'd ask me if I want to be in it or if I want to yeah. um, be in it. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'll, I'll uh, partake. Yeah. So, um, and we had talked about the arena a while ago. Yeah, like months ago. Yeah. yeah. And then one of the guys comes up. He's like, hey, it's uh, Todd Nash at the arena. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then we Ash or Rob and I are talking. Okay, so arena i'm like it's not just gonna be the arena we're like it's gonna be mci but something something to do with mci yeah. so we started fishing around in the rescue truck trying to make sure we have everything ready i walk in and the mci kits out i'm like oh what are you guys doing i'm oh, just getting this ready in case we need it i'm like huh, weird because <laughs> you know we had the tape the different color tape in there yeah. and, and we actually were like oh i think someone had taken our red tape during forestry season to fly some trees oh I'm like, yeah, yeah. So we, uh, which is fine. I mean, the, the, so we, we have the tarps. So the tape's more like a backup to the yeah, tarps. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so we just double checked and, and no one else is really with us. But then I think Bob saw us up there. He's like, what are you guys yeah. doing? I'm like, ah, I'm thinking it might be an MCI scenario tonight. <laughs> so then the call comes in and it came in as an ammonia leak. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's an engine. <laughs> so we come out and these guys are going to the rescue train. I'm like, idiots I'm like it's a, it's the engine we take for an ammonia leak and then Bob comes over I want the rescue truck I'm like I'm arguing with him over the radio I'm like it's an ammonia leak he's like no I want the rescue truck I'm like for an ammonia leak <laughs> and and actually we were talking how uh, in our arena um, there is no ammonia 
There's no morning alarm. So like, there is. is. Yeah. Is, so is it, is I got, I got to Valor. Yeah. And he says, oh. every time, because one of our members, his company runs a monitoring service who is in charge of this. And he says, every time that there's an ammonia related leak, that does get out there. So it's the fire alarm sub ammonia leak. Oh. So he says that information does get triggered. But it doesn't tell but us. But it might, it might not come all the way down right away. Because mm. for a so, while there, they had, we must have had like six oh, wow. ammonia oh, leaks. Six, there was a small leak in the building, yeah. and like super small. Um, yeah. but, but they lowered the threshold for the alarm to go off. So we were getting alarm call after alarm call because a small leak was happening. Mm-hmm. But it's super low threshold. So we kept getting, and it kept coming in as a fire alarm. So we rolled the engine, we get there, and then we're like, okay, it's. And then the, the, the tech would be there. So we'd go in with him, give him an SCBA, we'd go in, yeah, ammonia leak, ammonia leak. So it's it it does it does I think it usually gets paged out as a as an alarm as an alarm yeah so we we're we're sending the engine because it's, it's an old wooden frame structure oh yeah mm-hmm. that could easily burn <laughs> so it's yeah. like yeah. yeah I mean I, the chance uh, it's kind of a fifty fifty because it's an old ammonia system as well as an old building <laughs> so it'll be interesting if that ever catches on fire oh yeah for sure <laughs> not gonna that doesn't happen yeah, <laughs> so. Anyways, back to the... So I'm kind of rasping these guys, so... Um, Rob held his ground. I think you stayed at the rescue truck. Yep. And young Josiah is like, oh. oh. So he jumps out of the truck, runs over to our truck, gets in, and then next thing... And he's like, oh! He's all mad. I'm like... Eh. Why well, jumped in the rescue truck? I'm like, we're truck. still going. It's not like we're yeah, not going to exactly. do something. We're all going. I, grabbed, I jumped in the rescue truck thinking MCI. I want to yeah. work on the medical side yeah. of stuff. A little more. I was just going, like, because I was telling the guys in the truck, I'm like, we can't, like, because sometimes we overthink the scenario. Yeah. Like, you just got to let the scenario come at you. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I used to fall in the, like, oh, it might be this, it might be that. I'm, we were kind of doing that the, the night we were kind of planning for an MCI. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, okay, we always throw curveballs at each other in the scenario. So yeah, I'm like, okay, sure. I'm not, I'm just going to let it come. <laughs> just yeah. let, let the scenario hit me. Are 10 o'clock? You it's a bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. We all end up going. So yeah. our rescue rolls first. And we were right behind you because we're all there. We're all in the hall. As we're driving, I'm trying to look at the... Uh, I'm trying to get the ERG book out. I got, yeah. I know ammonia is one of the things that we know, though, because we got ammonia yeah. in this town. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of places with ammonia. So we all kind of know the ammonia mm-hmm. protocols. Um, lots of water on a cloud. and yeah. So we're driving. And as we're driving, I'm trying to find the flag in the town hall because... Brian's or Brian and Bob are busy doing their thing, yeah. and we're not, they're not really updating us on wind conditions. So I'm like, For sure. so as we're driving by, who's my driver? Well, Wade was my driver, so I'm like, wait, you see a flag anywhere? He's like, ah. he's like, there's one. It's not moving. <laughs> then we go down in the hill. We find we see another flag. Like that one's not moving either. I'm like, ah. so I'm guessing the wind's dead. Like so, then we pull up and show off the wind's told, the wind socket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have so. a wind socket at the back of the building. Yeah, yeah there is a there's the a pipe. flag pole. Yeah. At the front one entrance, entrance. Yeah. so there's that so, too. So, I mean, we still stage the fair distance off because when yep. you shift, right? So, and then I'm like thinking, okay, what are you guys going to throw at us? You're going to throw some kind of weird thing. Mm. You ever did. I don't, well, a little bit, but nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. We kept it pretty PG yeah. for you, yeah. 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 So we roll up, um, and then Bob's calling for, he wants to set up the triage area, which is cool, but um, since all our guys are in mass, I actually pulled Wade because he was my driver, but I'm like, I'm like, man, we don't, we're not, there's no fire and we're not pumping. So, because there's no, there's no cloud. I'm like, so I asked, I told Brian, I'm like, Wade's going to come in with us because we're going to need everybody searching. Like, we do not need a driver yeah. down here and pull yeah. those thumbs. So Wade grabbed the extra spare SCB off the back of the truck. Beautiful. Threw yeah. it on and then we all went in. 
Nice. I forget with um, with ammonia. Can, do we have to do a decon? Wash? Uh, if it's a, only if it was a severe, like if we were like mm-hmm. in the yeah. cloud. Yeah. So the clouds will still <laughs> penetrate our gear and could still cause burns. So you want right. a decon after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with our systems, with the fan being on and the evacuation, um, like it's still gonna kind of evacuate from the building quite naturally itself. It's supposed to. But then the scenario with the humidity. It'll hover in that low lying, yeah. so it's one of those you need to be aware, like because any any moisture it's gonna react to, and like your skin it will, will cause you those yes. burns. But. Yeah, like I'm just wondering, like if we bring a patient out, is medical going to touch that patient? Oh yeah, no, it's re- it's a it's a respiratory emergency. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is ex- it, the first thing it's gonna do is put you into respiratory rest, hundred percent. Um, well, he's saying would we decon like, before? Would we, we have to decon before yeah. medical is going to touch them? Or no, t- I would say depending if they are covered in like red burns and stuff like that, then then yeah. yes. And there was some yeah. discussion on should we throw a hose line, and then oh, we just didn't throw one. We were, mm-hmm. I mean, I think if we obviously pulled somebody out and they were burning, we would we yeah. easily get a hose line. The truck was a little did a distance away, but we would have figured it out. There's also a hydrant right there. We could have just tapped the hydrant, right there. ran the hydrant yeah. right direct off of the mm-hmm. rather than even yeah. putting the truck near. Could put our deconinator right on there. Um, so anyways, we started doing, uh, we kind of, our, our truck got tasked to go searching. You guys are already inside. Yeah. So we kind of challenged at first. We kind of shotgunned ourselves into there and we started just grabbing patients, which is cool because we need to get them out as fast as possible. But then once we got, and got the ones we could see out, it was like, oh crap. Now we got to like, like, it was like, okay, we, cause Everything was visible. Lights were like most of the lights were on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we're we not, had dimmed down. We're not like, crawling. There was no smoke, so it's like yeah. we could see most of the arena. But once we got the patients that were easy grabs, like what we can see, um, I was kind of like, Ugh, "This is gonna, this is gonna turn." And I think you guys were already gone with your patient doing CPR. This is yeah, gonna, we might have been. So I'm kind of like, okay, this is gonna turn into a cluster pretty fast because everyone just keep coming in and possibly researching the same area because now we're sure. trying to find actual patients in built in the rooms mm-hmm. so the patients off the floor were were kind of grab and go first yeah and then uh so then i gathered at the door because i was a captain so i stood at the door and i just started calling i started just calling to brian who was oh, in the uh in mm-hmm. the warm zone yeah i was calling i'm like two i need two so then he'd send me two guys in mass and um and then matt i, I was thinking about matt today um matt has become like our He's like, I don't want to call him a gopher because that's like demeaning. Right. And I don't want to call him a tender because that's actually what you are when you're when a, a, a diver, like a rescue diver. He, he has a tender. He's the guy that helps him. Right. But that's basically what Matt has. On lots of fires now, Matt comes up, he goes, here's all the stuff you need. Cause, and, I, and I want guys to start thinking that way more. Like, yeah. Because um, Matt doesn't wait for me to be like, hey, I need this and this and this. Matt comes yeah. over and he's like, this is what, I, this is what you probably need. And so I'm yelling at someone for some black portable litters because we have these litters that we can. So I'm like, I need the portable litters. And Brian can't hear me because I'm at mask. I'm portable litters. And Matt comes up with a manta mat, which is essentially a litter. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and I look at it and I'm so fixated on, like, I was not as detached as I like to be. So I'm like yelling for portable litters. Matt comes up with the manta mat. I'm like, I don't want that fucking thing. And he's like, it's the same thing. <laughs> he kind of throws it down at me. I'm like, it is the same thing. <laughs> Wait, I do want that. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, okay, I do want that. Yeah. <laughs> so then the first crew that came by, I'm like, hand, I handed the mat to Matt. I apologize to Matt later. I'm like, sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's like I was getting a little invested in the old scenario. <laughs> so then more, uh, so basically every time we'd send two guys in, we'd send them this, some sort of carrying device. So one crew went in with a man to mat, another crew went in with a um, um, clamshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody tried to grab the 
spine board. I was like, no, not that's that's <laughs> freaking useless because they're yeah. they're gonna that person's gonna fall out of that thing. So I'm like, sure. someone grabbed. I think the um, basket stretcher. I saw the basket. Yeah, I don't think the basket ever went because I think it didn't that, go in, but yeah. I saw it at stage. Because by this off, time, yeah. the, the yeah. by this time, the portable litters actually started showing up, yeah. and we got yeah. five of those. So yeah, and by that time, that was all the search crew we had. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it was just like. I would stand at the door and I was, and it was really hard not to go like in there, but I was like, okay, um, Jay, you take your partner, you go right, you got a radio. Yep. Okay. Um, you guys, and then next crew, I'm like, you guys go left. So now they got perimeter searching. And then I said, you guys take your upper mezzanine, the next crew. And then it kind of all went. And then I got an, another team that came in. I said, Hey, you guys are going to start the secondary search. Cause these guys are ripping through fast. Let's start secondary search. So then that seemed to, I think the search started working. Like, it started becoming more thorough. Yeah. Because yeah. it was not just grab and goes anymore, because now we're trying to find people that are uh, sheltered in place yeah. inside the arena. Because we didn't know where they were. So. And a really good point that I saw you guys doing is as you searched a room, flag it. Yeah, Jay's crew did that. I didn't instruct those other guys to do that, because right. like, no one had any flagging tape except for... I know Jay pulled it out of his pocket from somewhere. Yeah. So I was thinking, shit. After he's doing that, I'm like, wow, he probably needed some tape or something. I was going to say, this probably makes a good case for learning... Uh, and carrying marking pens and That's learning right, yeah. to mark mm-hmm. the doors. Yeah, I was thinking that because I, I used to carry uh, chalk up my yeah. my gear, but I haven't done that lately. Um, yeah, part of it was like, what else can we do? I know, like we leave a door open. I don't know. I don't know. No, it was good. Like the uh, the searches once um once the search teams got more established and yeah. doing that grid that you just spoke about. Then it's, it really sped things up. Yeah. Um, and this watching everybody going out the closest exit was great, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, rather than typically migrating out the same way you kind of went yeah. in, right? Yeah. And um, then, so like, yeah, basically, I could see where everybody was until they got into the kind of the front of the arena where yes. the, you know, where the, um, like, like the front of the concession front stand is yeah. and stuff. So now they're yeah. not, I can't see them anymore. And all of a sudden I hear, I hear a man down made a kind of thing, but it was like kind of garbled. Yeah, so we're like, through SCBA. And... Yeah, so then I said, is that a man down or is it a mayday? And then Warren, who's our writ leader outside, he, he said, I heard a mayday, so mayday. And so then he called the mayday. He said, actual stop on all yeah. on all frequent or all uh, communication. Yeah. Um. So then I'm like, okay, so I'm captain of the search team. So I, and I knew who they were, so I kind of beelined it that way. And I guess I walked right past the patient. But yeah. I think I was, I was walking past the patient because I was going trying to find the RIT team yeah. or that guy down. So, but so anyways, I walked right past the patient, which I guess is kind of, which I should be doing because I'm going for the RIT. It's the right move. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to rescue the down firefighter. Um, so anyways, I walked right past and you, you said, yeah, you walked right past the patient. I'm like, I did. I wasn't even, <laughs> I wasn't even looking for a patient. I was looking for our guy down. Yeah. But by the time I, the call, the writ call came, or the, um, the man mayday. down, the mayday came in to the time I found them, it was probably like 30 seconds. And, oh yeah. And, it's fast. And Brett already had the guy packaged. It was Adam. Brett already had yeah. the guy packaged. Dragging him out, plus grabbing patients as he's going. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, and grab the patient, and corral, corral the, the patient. Door. So I get out, yeah. and he, they're already—they're all bombing up the front door, and, yeah. and the front doors burst open. <laughs> dragging this uh, one of the firefighters out, he's pushing patients out. Yeah, I come bailing out with them. There's this lady walking her dog. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, she doesn't know what's going on." <laughs> well, then the next, uh, crew, and all the patients are coughing. I think it was the Rit crew or somebody else came came hot around yeah. the corner and then grabbed the other patient. Yeah, uh, and next, you know, everybody was out. So we're all yeah. sitting outside in the lawn, and then, uh, yeah, then it was just, like, rip my mask off, start, like, a, I'm trying to put a firefighter with each patient, yeah. and then, obviously, we're trying to find out what's wrong with the guy that's down. 
Yeah, so yeah. with the uh, with the firefighter down with Adam, what we did was we just uh, we simulated. Okay, it was a collapse. Uh, he went unresponsive, got him out. Uh, he still had a pulse and was breathing. Yeah. Um, just kind of stimulating overstress for uh, for my cardinal. Which is great because it got confusing for the guys because they thought we were doing CPR. So guys were trying to do the CPR yeah, thing. Yeah, like Ash and I we kind of mentioned we're like, yeah, yeah. we're not gonna do yeah. the CPR. And then you had said because I had asked you, I said, is it as found? You're like, as found. So I wanted to pull my mask off. I said. No, we're not doing CPR. Just, just breathing. Just pull the mask yeah. off him, let him rest, open his jacket up, let yeah. him cool down. Yeah. Okay, so then we did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then the big takeaway from that was now we had two areas. Three mm-hmm. patients yeah. sitting out on that other side on yeah. the Charlie side, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so now we needed to corral them back over to the triage area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it would have been interesting if they were like non ambulatory. Like, yes. We would have to go get the basket stretcher, start carrying people, or yeah. would we have brought the a truck over, or well, I, I think you know, it's that, an I think over. that's that's a call <laughs> to IC, and then IC with the triage team leader and with the medics, right? Like that's where that integrated command would come into place more, um, because depending on how many patients you have left now, because yep. yes, it's an MCI scenario, we had eight patients, but have we already started transporting? Which we have in the background, right? Um, so then you could, with that communication, hey, you know what, now we have patients on this side. Secondary reflection uh, point. The downside is 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 that gets a little bit un, like a bit, bit more cluttered up because we still want them to come to the collection point and the secondary triage, right? And then yeah. prioritize. Because yeah. if you now if you're sending another crew over there suddenly, oh shit, now we have to re-triage. We've got all of our medical supplies over at the other collection right. point. So, so yeah. then we... Um... So after that, we sent them, actually, the RIT team had come over, so, because uh, the down firefighter was better now, so we're like, okay, take him, take all these patients, because they're all walking wounded, basically, walk them over to the casualty connection point, um, reconsolidated the the leftover fire crews that were still there, checked, everybody still got air, yeah, okay, let's start where we left off, mm-hmm. so we don't miss anything, because I'm still wondering, I'm still waiting for some other thing from you guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also a good practice, not just because I don't want to be like, so then we reconsolidated and like I think I had like four or five guys in there. We finished off the secondary search. Yeah. And then, uh, but then by that time, um, all patients were accounted for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing we didn't do, and it's just more practice, is establishing search team names for for yeah. comms. I always went by my engine. Like I was, at first, I was just going by my engine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just so many search teams going in. Yeah. Yeah. Like once, so, once you go by kind of took, took them out of the door. Yeah. So all search teams at that point were kind of going through Scott, uh, and he was sending guys in teams of two. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely could have started going search team Alpha and Bravo. And, you know, then to me, I'm like, because I was thinking about that after, I was like, would I remember who was on that? Or I was just going by the first, the senior guy. So I was just like, that's Jason's team, that's Wade's team, that's uh, yep. Adam's team. Right. And so in my head, I was saying that. I wasn't saying it over the radio. I was just like, yeah. in my head, I'm thinking, okay, Adam's team's there. I can't remember who his partner was. And I don't really care. It's like when they came out, I said, everybody got your partner? Yeah, okay. Everybody got your partner? Then we know we're good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. I uh, got a lot of, you know, a lot of really positive feedback. Uh, Matt did uh, a pretty cool thing at the end. But Matt's pretty damn good. He, uh, at the end of the scenario, we were, uh, you know, still pairing up a firefighter with each uh, patient. Um and then said, okay, you have 15 seconds. Give me a patient, the uh, patient handoff. So, yeah, this got, you know, whatever, 40-ish year old woman, blah, blah, yeah. blah. 
gave the quick handoff. Yeah. Okay, next, you're over there with Adam, because um, Adam was the firefighter that um, had, <laughs> that went down. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we got 39-year-old firefighter, um, never lost consciousness, or what, whatever yeah. the event was. Um, blah, blah, blah. Probably exhaustion. This is the deal. Next. Okay, so everybody just kept giving that quick uh, patient, uh, you know, patient handoff, um, which again just you know gives us that that next step of realism because that's what you're gonna have as yeah. as EHS crews keep on you know rolling in. So once we got through all all of that, yeah, we just thanked all of our um, actors and actresses. It was good, um, and then yeah, I went and did a quick uh, round table before we left as a debrief and. Um, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. Uh, Bob came came up to me. He's like, I thought one hundred percent going into this, you guys were gonna light up both of the burn burn buildings and <laughs> and like start trying to split crew up and blah blah blah. I says, yeah, guys, guys were saying something else, but I don't know. I just I thought for sure it was gonna be fire. And I'm like, yeah, no, like that's why we switch things up. So people think it's gonna be one thing, it's gonna mm. be something else. And I mean, we're a small small town, and there's. You know, members live everywhere, so Scott sees Todd driving through town, and I think uh, Mike saw he was uh, rubbernecking us pretty hard there, too, so he knew. Well, Adam, we folded Adam, Adam's wife into it, yeah, so she, yeah. so she's like, coming out of the, yeah. the gym yeah. that's down there, and we're like, hey, what are you up to? She's like, I'm going to go shower, because I just came out of the gym. We're like, well, you want to come on back? She's like, ah, oh, that sounds like fun. Sure. I'm like, don't say anything. <laughs> She said something. <laughs> yeah, and Adam's like, I hear we might be going to the arena. I'm like, where do you hear that from? He's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. what do you hear? <laughs> I mean, it's still fine. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, none absolutely. of that matters, yeah. right? Um, yeah. You know, keep it as uh, realistic as possible. But, yeah. like, the actual event is what, like, once you get in into it and, like, what's happening on the yeah. inside, the, the structure doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking again, like, it always looks like a, a shit show at the beginning. Yeah. Like, it's like chaos at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, I think we've gotten over that. Like we're we're okay with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Because like, we just all do our thing. We're okay with it. Like we we're talking about how some departments would feel like, oh my god, like we have to be way more controlled. We have to have everybody like stand there or wait for their marching orders. Mm-hmm. But back to the decentralized command, everybody kind of knows what we're doing, and we're mm-hmm. all as long as we're yeah. as long as like even if we're reminding each other, not ordering each other, we're yeah. reminding each other. We're doing something. Yeah. Um, and as long as you know where I went and like. Yeah. yeah, it's controlled chaos for a while, but it always sorts itself out. Yeah, like I like would say... Every incident we've ever done, it always sorts itself out. You know, when everybody started to arrive, there was a lot of... Like, if you look at it with an untrained eye, like, there was a lot of milling about, right? So people would see that. They're like, oh, there's fucking people everywhere. But, you know, every one of the captains came up and had that face-to-face with yep. IC. Um, and, like, Bob, the chief, uh, was kind of IC of the overall. Uh, Speedy was kind of IC... Like, he looked after, um, like, all of the members. Like, yeah. Bob had the entire scene where Speedy was, like, the point of con- contact for all of the officers, mostly. Um, and then we ended up getting a safety officer on scene. Yeah. Uh, so he did his thing. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of moving parts happening early. But kind of once, like, your team went in first, so we had the first initial search team that went in. I think by the time that you guys went in, made the first grab, came back out, uh, that's kind of when you guys were coming and you posted up right at the door. So then well, we kind of went in first. Oh, we, we, our team went in, mm-hmm. uh, made a couple more grabs. 
the and ones right off the ice. Yeah, and then that's yeah. when we, that's when I was like, okay, if we keep doing this, we're gonna miss. We're gonna There's miss gonna be people yeah, going so everywhere. That's when it was like. So again, like you know, you yeah. sort of realize, hey, like we need to do something a little bit better, fast here, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. okay, like the easy work's done. Now let's slow it down again. I'll post up here, and then that all like this is all happening like the first few minutes of everything happening. Yeah. It was you know. I hate getting into the like everything went great and we're so awesome and yay us. Oh, it's a shit for us. Well, no, it's a fucking shit show. (laughs) And like people get a a little bit defensive, and I'm like, I want to be able to say that every time. It starts off as a shit show and then it smooths right out. And like, if it doesn't smooth out, that's where we have a problem. But every time it's a cluster and then it's not. I'd be more annoyed if it was like. Super slow, like super slow. Yeah, and we didn't, but no and cluster. We're, and we're like, yeah, okay, everybody, everybody, okay, Rob, you're gonna do this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? Don't go yet. Yeah. And then okay, yeah. okay, yeah, we're good. Oh yeah, you're good not. now. Okay, yeah. you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay, let's all move in now. Meanwhile, there's fucking patients dead on the ground because it took us a half an hour to yeah. sort of shit out. But, but <laughs> we look great doing it, right? Like, no. that's, that's yeah. useless. But, you know, if you think about it, if that was a real scenario, we grabbed four patients immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think they were out within like thirty seconds, forty seconds, yeah, which is there. which is exactly the way it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. And, and that happened. Like the truck officer had their face to face. Boom! You had the search teams, and and yeah. it starts rolling, right? Like yeah. that yeah. all happened very naturally. Yeah. Uh, it eventually good. sorts itself out. Like I almost yeah. looked at the um, like when, once we pulled the first four out, that was like our primary search. Yeah. And then once we sort of started doing the two man search teams, mm-hmm. that's like our secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's other, like now we're doing other, a more thorough search. We're the trying other to find half them were a lot more hidden too. Yeah, we're trying to find the remainder sure. of the yeah. shelter yeah. and place people, and we don't want yeah. to miss anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, once we made those first grabs, it seemed to be everybody started coming out to the IC yeah. collection yeah. area and yeah. getting their commands, yeah. moving up to you, and then doing yeah. their searches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it went. It, it was good. Yeah. It, it was really cool to see. I was talking to one of our our rookies, and she was like, "I don't know what to do." Like. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like, so what's happening here, right? I don't know. There's like search teams everywhere. And I'm like, so if you ever find find yourself... So a problem, quote problem, and it's not a problem because, again, like we train our people and everybody understands a role and they know what's going to happen. So it's great that you have a truck team. Like a truck rolls up and that's going to be a team. Well, until it's not. Like on a massive scenario like this, like I'm not going to keep my five people. Well, yeah, my truck went for, uh, I don't even remember who was on my truck. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because <laughs> guys are teaming up with their guys. <laughs> Once things start to roll, like people can amalgamate with, with other teams. And like once you started to grab two and two and two, yeah. I mean, things are cycling. I'm like, as soon as you're done a task, go and, go and report to either IC and stand and wait for, for a task if you don't know. Yeah. Um, or grab grab an officer. Like, it doesn't matter if it's going to be Warren, you know, who was in charge of RIT. Like, if you have nothing to do and you don't know the next step, yeah. just find an officer. Be like, hey, like, you know, our team's been split because we got a thousand things happening here. Um, I don't have a partner and I don't... I don't have a role. Okay, yeah. perfect. Maybe you know, maybe go over and help with patients. Maybe go and do yeah. this, or just go and stand with IC mm-hmm. until something come comes up. And then I think like within seconds, it was like, hey, I need you over here. Boom. And then she was right, right back in the fold. So, for somebody like that who is like getting the first set of eyes on what like a, a larger scale scenario can look like, and like that's in largest you know our our larger scale calls that's that, that's what that's what you get like you might show up as a truck like I, I go back to our wildfire like i had a crew in my truck to start the day 
And when that truck got parked back in the hall, I had one other person that was the same as when I got there, right? Like, teams change on these massive you be dynamic flexible, things, yeah. right? You have to be yeah. flexible. Because I even grabbed Brett, who was on the RIP team. Yeah. Brett's, like, moving something. I'm like, hey, what are you doing right now? He's like, I'm on RIP. I'm like, okay. I'm like, no, you're, on, you're on search now. I said, I will mm-hmm. tell Warren where you're going. Because I said, I need you in. I said, I'm short a guy. I need mm-hmm. you with, because uh, I had one guy standing there at the door. And Brett had dropped someone off. I said, yeah. You're with him now. I will find you, and I'll find them another guy for a writ. Yeah, because there's guys coming out now. That for were, sure, that, and they that, can now go yeah. off air. So I like yelled to Warner, I yelled to Warner, Brian. I'm like, yeah. put another guy on red. I'm taking Brett. Okay. So then I was yeah. like, done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my, the important thing is I communicate that, not just be like, yoink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like freelancer. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, like, no, that's not what we're doing. Exactly. <laughs> and again, from like an outside view, if if you're not seeing all of that, yeah. that can look like you know freelancing and such, mm-hmm. right? But. As long as the comms are there and everybody's aware of it, like, yeah. and when I say everybody, like everybody that needs, that needs to know, not everybody, to, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. mad at the triage cards that need to know that I took exactly. Brett to go look for. As long as I knew that he was going in, and I and yeah, yeah. and like Warren knew yeah. that he was going in, and he was going to get somebody else from Speedy. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So as it always goes when we mm. train a scenario, we usually end up with some sort of similar call. We do. Um, I guess, mm. Scott, do you want to talk about our CO call? Yeah, so, uh, what is it, two days, two days after this scenario, we got a mm. port of a uh, CO poisoning. Mm. Uh, it came in as an FR call, which is, um, so obviously we're doing FR now. Yeah. came in as an FR call, so, um, but CO poisoning, so it's like, okay. But as we're driving down, it's going a little deeper. They're like, two patients are still inside. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's not really a FR call. This is actually like a fire department call. It's a fire this rescue is a, this call. Is a fire rescue call. Rescue, yeah. But it had only come in as an FR call. So mm-hmm. um, the five FR guys that were on actually ended up yeah. being five of us because we thought, because <laughs> you and I we got confused. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, I probably got confused. Um, we, you were covering for a guy, and I was covering for the same guy. <laughs> but it's never a problem having more guys on the truck than less. So, for um, sure. So as we get to the hall we're like okay it's FR but it sounds like they're still inside mm-hmm. so let's so we're in the SCBA yeah so let's take the rescue truck and bring our mask but we'll still go in our FR gear yeah. it's not a full fire call but so mm-hmm. as we start driving out in the rescue truck with our we'll start masking up and then a um, little more a little um, some more information's coming in yeah um, ambulance is staging there's must be a gas leak so then you updated um, dispatch to go for yeah a so page. so yeah we asked for dispatch to update go for a secondary page uh let's get some more manpower so if, if this is going to turn out to be a rescue because of gas well let's get an engine yeah. uh let's get uh there was some other info coming in so we're like hey let's grab some some secondary uh sets of gear uh so people can doff if there was some other yeah because we weren't sure if it was like a chemical agent or something like that yeah. it's out in a rural farming area so yeah i don't know what that is so yeah and then you yeah. Potentially wanted the PPV, right, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that was the big thing. So we wanted the fan. So that was key. Water for decon. Water for decon. And then we said, let's grab four sets of coveralls so guys can doff what they're wearing and then Mm -hmm. slip on some cubbies after, uh, you know, decon or whatever, right? So um, updated that, and immediately my phone starts to blow up. Like, what's what's happening, right? The chief's (laughs) calling me. Like, right at that time, like, it's a dead, dead zone for... So cell phone service anyway and i'm like oh, i'll just give them a call as soon as we're we're there done or whatever right but things started to escalate once once we got there not really escalate i, I shouldn't say that just things started to unravel um and you guys 
went inside. Yeah, so we yeah. masked up. Um, it felt weird because we weren't in our regular year, but we were. We, I mean, we all had like I think we all had long sleeves on, or yep. yeah, we all had we all had with long sleeve like our hoodies or not our hoodies, our um our fr um, yeah. sweaters or so, jump shirts. Yeah, our jump shirts. Jump shirts. Yeah. Um. So we were all like basically covered. We had a, we had um. Rubber gloves on, or yeah. rubber gloves. Um, medical. Medical gloves, thank you. Um, mass. So we were, we were good. Like, we had a certain level of coverage for, for certain levels of chemicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we were actually even talking, because I think on the way there, we were like, ah, oh, I wish I brought, I brought my uh, turno gear, because then we can de- decon. And I said, this gear is easier to decon. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah. <laughs> we don't have to take it all apart. This is it's awesome. I said, but we will yeah. be naked. <laughs> and that's when Ash is like... <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should get some coveralls. Because <laughs> we're going to be driving back in our underwear. <laughs> and then and one of the guys like, I'm, like, I'm not wearing any underwear. I'm not wearing any underwear. <laughs> yeah, double up on those. Yeah, we uh, cubbies. <laughs> so anyways, we get there. Um, and it was definitely a different environment than we thought. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to speculate on what possible chemical agents there were. <laughs> may, may not have, yep. <laughs> so we, we still went in. Um, one of the patients had managed to extricate and themselves, and then uh, we went in, found another patient, and uh, assisted them in uh, leaving the, the structure. And then we did another thorough sweep. Yep. Didn't find anybody. Um, then we called the ambulance forward because now it was uh, clear for them to come up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we realized there was no, because I um, on my um, chest rig that I have for FR, I have uh, I have the gas detector, so yeah, right. No gas was detected. We didn't find any fire. We um, and then it turns out while you're talking to the the landlord that showed up, he's like, mm-hmm. "There's no gas in this." There's not even gas in this place. Like, yeah, like uh, you know, electric baseball heater, electric, like everything yeah. was electric. So we're like, okay, so there's no gas no leak. There was a question of sour gas. Yeah, a question of sour gas, which is weird since there's not an oil rig or Derek around. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it ended up being not as extreme as it sounded like at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, it required, you know, some well, improvising. It requires, on our part. And it yeah. requires proper investigation, right, from us. Yeah. That's the big thing. Like, and that's one reason why, as paramedics now, we have personal CO monitors as well. Yeah. yeah. Is because we've had those events, we've had those calls exactly like that. Yeah. And we roll in, and then the crew starts feeling unwell because it was very high concentrations. Yeah. And then next, you know, the fire department rolled in as well as an FR model, mm-hmm. and they picked up on it and then evacuated everybody. And this yeah. is this is actually the one particular event that actually sparked a lot of this was um, they pulled everybody out of the basement suite um, and went back in with uh, their SCBAs and portable gas monitor, and sure enough, mm-hmm. high levels. And, yeah, so that was enough for our WorkSafe, yeah. or not WorkSafe, but our DOSH people to say, nope. We're, we're well, and we were at, just uh, a couple of days earlier, because our new bush truck has, uh, our, our new bush truck, our old bush truck has a new, uh, kind of a new retrofit to it yep. to accommodate the first FR gear. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some new, um, bigger cabinets. cabinets on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were discussing, like, one of the cabinets is huge, but it's what we, we have, like, our passenger side is, like, our clean side, and our driver's side is, like, our dirty side. So on the driver's side, it's still going to be bush stuff, like tools and hoses and all that stuff. Driver's side, or passenger side is going to be FR gear, and we're like, okay, we have this big cabinet. Yeah. We should put some SCV in here. Mm-hmm. And it, well, what, we don't need SCV on everything. Well, yeah, we should, because this is a, first of all, this is a bush truck. How many times have we been on a bush fire when it turned, when the smoke turned south on us, and we're like, the only thing that's stopping us from finding that fire is the fact we can't see or breathe. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, let's throw two or three SCV on here. Oh, it's also an FR truck. Okay. Well, we got um, COs. Like, we have CO mm-hmm. alarms for a reason. Yeah. Um, CO poisoning. We're not, we shouldn't be going in there mm-hmm. yeah, without no, an SCBA exactly. on and yeah. also with fentanyl and stuff. Yes. Yeah. 
So we're like, okay, cool. So we haven't gotten because we actually just ordered the the mounts for this. Yes, or I haven't ordered them yet. I think we're ordering them. Yeah, I'm pointing out, at you guys. Uh, but tomorrow, <laughs> are they coming tomorrow? Like they're going to be ordered. Tomorrow. Oh, so um, yeah. So this really pointed to the fact that we we definitely need to put yeah. some uh, BA on. Yeah. It. I think I, I think even though even if we had the FR truck outfitted with BA though I think the call was when the move would still bring bring the rescue truck absolutely rescue truck, sure. yeah. yeah but it's yeah. still it, it's and that's one reason why like so Vancouver for example like their uh, firematic trucks is they they've got SCBAs in the back of them now as well for, for that reason yeah. they still call for an engine or yeah. a rescue company to yeah. arrive yeah. but now they're they just imagine being that FR crew sitting there in your FR truck and waiting yeah. and waiting and yeah. waiting yeah. for sure so I mean. I, I think back to, we had the one F, FR uh, the other day, um, back road, heading out of town, uh, a couple patients uh, were unresponsive slash sleeping in their oh, vehicle. Yeah. So it was like earlier morning, uh, two people were unresponsive in a vehicle on the roadside. So like as we're driving out there, a couple things start come, you know, coming to mind. Are they sleeping off? last night's liquor are they mm-hmm. passed out from you know some drug deal gone gone bad or um are they dead from an overdose like who knows what could be on board right yeah so we start thinking about that like you know n95 mask is, is sweet but you know what's cooler is scba <laughs> yeah. yeah so just not all of those unknowns mm-hmm. having that option and like to say like the cabinet was built to house the clamshell um, that was just like number one priority but there's so much space behind the clam because yeah. the clam actually slides into the back side of the door so like the cabinet behind it is completely exposed right well it fold, you can fold it in half too like if you need if you need even even more room oh that'd be appropriate at all <laughs> no you guys, are, you guys are never inappropriate no <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, oh, seriously, unbelievable. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Usually it's off air, though. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> Clams. Yeah. Not <laughs> um, So there's room for SCB. Yeah, there's room yeah. for SCB. <laughs> Yeah, but other than that, I call went, I think, pretty good. Actually, um, we were because we were talking about the SCBAs on the truck before that call happened. For sure. Yeah. Like a day or two before yeah. it happened, mm-hmm. and yeah. then we had that call, and mm-hmm. then we're like, well, fuck, justified. Yeah. Just, just warranted yeah. why we should have that yeah. on the truck. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And those are one, that was one of the reasons yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for that reason. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're good. We're good. Do we Anything else we want to talk about? No. I don't think so. We've, We've seen a little action this past couple of days. Yeah, it's been, been a busy duty week, but no yeah. uh, structure fires. So I think maybe <laughs> I head out of town for two and a half days, starting tomorrow morning. So Scott's going to cover yeah, my right, right. couple cup, cup of days of my duty week. So maybe you'll get the structure fire while I'm gone. Um, or maybe... Bush fire, the first bush fire. We did yeah. have our first bush yeah. fire. first actually. official bush fire. Uh, and yeah. Bush 182 got it. Yeah, side by side. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that came in as a um, burn complaint. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I'm like driving, I'm like, yeah, stupid burn complaint. So I'm driving up expecting to be arguing with some homeowner. <laughs> yeah. Grab up, I'm like, oh, I look over, I'm like, that's a pretty big burn. <laughs> and then I'm like, 
That's a very disorganized burn. It wasn't like a pile of burn. Like, yeah. it was nighttime. Like, mm-hmm. And it's in an area where there yeah. are no homes or anything like that. Yeah, either. so I kind of, you know, take the I take the new duty truck in. I'm like, kind of, okay, getting a little bit deeper in the woods. And like, oh, I radio. I'm like, yeah, this is a small wildfire. <laughs> yeah. Super, like, 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 I was not concerned at all. I was like, this is rank one. <laughs> if we could, can we have a half a rank? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, pretty. It, it was bigish. It was, yeah. Like it definitely was burning pretty good, but it was mm-hmm. definitely super slow moving, like mm-hmm. very slow creeping, totally disorganized flame front. Like just like, yeah. and also the fact that someone, whoever started it, <laughs> there was about yeah. four different starts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was some potential accelerant used yeah. and blah 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 blah. So I was like, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I'm there. Duty truck, duty truck currently doesn't have any uh, water on it because we're yeah. we're out retrofitting the new duty truck, so it's not. Mm-hmm. Where it's not ready yet, so um, call for the. I think the engine was already coming because yep. we thought it was a burn pile, so we mm-hmm. put that out. Um, kind of looking at it like, yeah, is the engine getting getting close enough? Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of forestry lines, so that got pulled. Um, and then the bush truck came. Yep. Bush truck definitely can go more places than the yeah, engine. Oh, quite a bit deeper. Yeah. Uh, tender came, and then uh, Warren's at the hall. I think just before you guys left in the bush truck. Yeah, so we were like getting into the bush truck, and I hear over the radio, he's like, uh, "Command." Uh, we got four guys here. You want uh, Bush 1AQ? And it was in my head. It's like a I, bit of a yeah. delay. Yeah, because it was in my head because I was thinking, okay, could we use the Bush? Because I was actually thinking before I even called. I was like, can we use Bush 1AQ here? Mm-hmm. Like, it's got no water on it. Because it, 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 it's a, it needs to be, like, the little pump thing needs to be built for it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, well... I'm like, I don't know how up this went because I can't really see the full extent of the fire. I'm still trying to do it. Because like, there is a bit of a shelf. Like, yeah, right so above like, where we we first deployed, there was a shelf up there. Yeah. And by what Warren had said over the radio, it cued me to be like, because he said, for manpower. Mm-hmm. I said, yep. And I think I said, yeah, we're definitely going to be shuffling some men around or something. Like some stupid thing I said. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, we're definitely going to need to shuffle some people around. So, yeah, bring it. <laughs> and as I shut the door to the, uh, to the bus truck, I'm like, son of a yeah so they bombed up in the uh side by side yep put to work for the first time like he blasted through the field and like around trees and stumps and oh yeah it just went like you know just crawled in like without any concern like yeah it'll be nice when that has a little bit of water in it for sure because that that probably that you know that even if it's 35 even if it's 30 gallons of water that would have uh you know would have taken care of that second level yeah we're definitely taking care of that 100 yeah so yeah, cool. Classic early season brush fire. We always seem to get one. I think that's mm-hmm. probably like the first real one that wasn't like a, yeah. a true burn pile. Because yeah. that got us a away. chance to, you know... Um, we deployed a bunch of forestry lines. And, yeah. and we actually had a small burn earlier that morning, uh, or the, earlier that afternoon. That, yeah. It was a little grass fire that got out of hand, and with the new retrofit on their bush truck, we hadn't put any tools on it yet. So <laughs> these guys show up and literally were like stealing shovels from the homeowner, <laughs> trying to put this thing up. That's I mean, right. we had water, but yeah. So then, which thankfully we put tools on. Yeah, so then Rob spent some time, put some tools on the yeah. on it, and then we actually had the bushfire. So uh, right. the tools got deployed. Yeah, yeah. So it went it went well. I mean, it was a nice slow, nice. It was like I think actually that morning, uh, not that afternoon with that little small one, that wasn't even like a that was like 
warm up the goalie. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, basically, there was just, we just ran like one hose. And then the yeah. next, the next little the grass part we just had was more like. Like a little preseason. Uh, yeah, now we're doing like a little scratch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then we're going to wait for like the, the, the smaller game and then it'll start building yeah. up. To the, Finally get ourselves a regular season game here. Freaking Stanley Cup. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. My August will be in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs for a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's hope not again. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So I guess, yeah, we'll wrap her up. Now that's it. Now that's it. Yeah. Um, shout outs? Yeah, Modus, I'll start. I guess, um, again, we had them out here. I had a great, great time with them. We've been sharing some of the uh, some of the images, some of the videos that have been coming across. They're, they're working on some really cool, cool stuff in the background. Um, their claim to fame is obviously going to be the snagger tool. Uh, we've, we've been using them like crazy on all of our calls. Um, a thousand and one uses i guess we we can say but they've also got their uh four century wedge uh the heavy hitter wedge um mini spanners they got the battery tool now uh we're demoing right now um some uh radio straps it's yeah. uh yeah work in progress yeah it's like version <laughs> like one <laughs> yeah like i said it's like the tony stark in the cave right now yeah, <laughs> making the Iron Man exactly. out of some spare parts, <laughs> which is exactly what it is. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean they've they've got a ton of tools, uh, some pretty cool swag. So check them out um, if you like what you see there. Discount code DTFF five gonna get you five percent off. Cool. Uh, stop the bleed. Ross Scott, stop the bleed. Oh, I thought maybe you'd uh, redeem yourself. Just <laughs> oh, redeem yourself a couple times. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, stop the bleed. Uh, stop the bleed. Org. Uh, go online. Check it out. Uh, of course, uh, three uh, methods of uh, hem- major hemorrhage control is direct pressure, uh, wound packing, and tourniquet application. Make sure you have a good, high quality tourniquet. Um, and if you want. Um, to find out any of the course content, we actually have some of that on our YouTubes as well. We have the full course on there if you're from kind of the instructor point of view. Um, and make your sims, you know, fun. Make them realistic, right? Um, throw them into multiple different uh, scenarios so you can always have some adjuncts. Um, and if you want any products for that as well, you can go to rescueessentials.com. Uh, you can buy a full kit, uh, fully stocked, fully um, ready to go, uh, IFACT. Or just the bags and kind of build your own. They have all the small supplies and filling supplies as well. So uh, check them out as well. RescueCentrals.com and StopTheBleed.org if you want to be an instructor. Scott. Tanner Olson. Yeah, so he's uh, country music out of the west coast of Canada. They are um, doing a small BC tour, I think. I'm just trying to pull up if they had dates yet. No, they don't. So uh, yeah, check them out on Spotify and I don't know, TikTok and <laughs> all the usual, the all the usual boys. places, yeah. And then, of course, you've got these guys here. You've got uh, the podcast oh. podcast group. <laughs> uh, you've got the Facebook group. You've got the YouTube channel, the Instagram account, and the TikToks, where you can mm-hmm. uh, definitely check out some of the videos and uh, tech tips and some learning um, videos. Yeah. ideas for your department yeah i got definitely gonna try and get some more video content out there now now the weather's better and for sure and things have loosened up we're actually able to get together more and whatnot um that's that's the, the plan so we'll we'll try and get better with that and throw some more um tiktoks and some training videos over there as we mm-hmm. come through the spring yeah for sure 
Um, and as always, any more for any more. I'm good. Ash. Thanks, and have a good night. Scott? Thanks, good night. Todd? Have a great night, everybody. See you later. Good night, everybody. Have uh, Stay safe, and as always, stay tuned.